Apologize for not seeing you for a couple weeks, but we are back. You found yourself live at the Sports Attic on a Tuesday night. We come at you from a basement dungeon and the Sports Attic pretty much every Tuesday, 7 p.m. local central, that is. Hell, the time change happened. That's about all that's been in the news lately since then. Uh, I hate Change. It's all a scam. It's a scam. Uh, I buy it. I'm with you. You talk to the farmers, they don't care anymore. Yeah, that's all old hat, right? Like, shit, they can work through the night. They don't need that. It's a whole new world, man. Aladdin said that, I think. Hey, that is my partner, the one and only Al Larcher. And I'm Clark Lawrence. We've been doing this since 2012. Uh, Al. We're going to have to talk a little bit about the Bears, of course, today. Some year-long fantasy football, but I'd be burying the lead if I didn't ask you about how in the hell was your daily fantasy DraftKings week, my friend. Well, listen, I've been a king before, my friend. And uh, (laughs) 20... Been a couple years. November of 2017, I won first place in the tournament. They said, Larcher could never be done again a week later i took sixth place in a mass field tournament they said larcher it could never be done again (laughs) three years later i beat 337,000 people to take first place once again and make fifteen thousand dollars in a day's work my lord your king has returned fifth Fifteen grand in one game, and, and, and mind you, that lineup cost you fifty cents. Yeah, it was a fifty cent lineup. Now you're allowed one hundred and fifty teams in there at fifty cents a piece. So I had one hundred fifty. I, I had a seventy-five dollar entry fee. Oh, and, so, uh, so yeah. you only profited in, in that in that uh, tournament. You only profited fourteen thousand uh, twenty-five. Right, right. No, fourteen thousand nine hundred twenty-five. Wow. Well, that's Matt. not true because I had Matt. another team break the top hundred in there too. That, that why do you sit so high? That's horseshit. There we go. So, yeah, yeah, man, it was a good weekend. I got my Drew Locke uh, jersey on now because uh, he was my starting <laughs> quarterback. Wait a minute, <laughs> you have a Drew Locke jersey? Fuck yeah, man! Wait, how did this happen? How did you end up with a Drew Locke jersey? He was my starting quarterback on the team. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy well, it. Last time, last time I won. I, I well, did you like, just hey, order it like delivered two day delivery? I, I ordered it that night, and here it was today, <laughs> right in time for the show. Yeah, I mean, shit. If you won fifteen grand, thank you, Drew Locke. God bless Drew Locke. That is amazing. Stack, I think you. Thought, go ahead. Who would have thought the Denver Stack would have taken it home for me? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's just scary, great. Though, uh, I tuned in to know, watch people, the final with you. Go ahead. Yeah, people who don't, who don't know DraftKings, the main slate is the noon games, and then there's a couple of those late games. This time there were three of them. So by the end, so going into the last five minutes of the, uh, 
of the early games, I was in like seventh place in this tournament, and I'm like, wow, you know, that's pretty good. It's not going to last, but fuck, it's good. Then all of a sudden, Curtis Samuel, who, by the way, that jersey's being ordered, Curtis Samuel, the, the star of my team. Drew Locke was the quarterback, but, but Curtis Samuel was really the star. I mean, if you order everybody's jersey who was on your team on that team, you're going to be you're going to be uh, set back a little bit here. I mean, I know you got the extra cash flow, but come on. That's awesome. So, so uh, uh, Curtis Samuel catches like a big pass, like, like that probably put him over. I hadn't checked, but he probably put him over the hundred uh, yard receiving bonus <laughs> because suddenly he skyrocketed and he, he ended up putting up 29 points. And all of a sudden I went to first place wow. and I'm like, Whoa, and then, you know, I started texting my buddy, my buddy Ed. I'm like, hey, look, I'm, I'm in first place. Just kind of the, you know, hey, look, I made it there. Mm-hmm. I touched I touch the ceiling. Yep. There's still three games left. And uh, we've, we've been there before. You know, you, you've had high tournament uh, seedings that vanish like that. Like right. 10 minutes later, right. you go from like, you're in seventh place to 7,000. Right. There's definitely nothing so, to celebrate in the first game, during the first games, for sure. No. Absolutely Even not. for a while. I mean, but you're going to get excited about what's happening. So I hit you up, and, and naturally you were like, yeah, okay, that's really wonderful. No, I took a uh, peek. I looked at it, but you hit me up during the first games. That's what I'm saying. Or just yeah, near the end of it. So I was big, and then go ahead. But you knew what you knew what I knew, and that there's no way I'm holding. Because at this point, right. I had zero minutes on the clock. Right. After that big one, I had no way to score points. It was officially over. I'm at first place. I have a high score, but there's three games left, and somebody's yeah. going to over. They're going to take it and knock me down. But I figured I could. I might have a top ten finish here. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe. But we've all, again, we've been there before, where you're there, and then all of a sudden, you know, a hundred spots later, you're making twenty dollars. Right, 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 right. So, so uh, the clock ticking, and I'm nervous as hell. Like a quarter goes by, I just want the games to end. And right away, there's a dude who's like right under me, and he has a he's got a player. The Dolphins score a touchdown. He he moves into fifth place with like five minutes into the first game. And I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. And then I started like looking back, and there were other people like this. Then it started clicking. Like, wait a minute. By default, the defense starts with ten points. Right. So those guys all started falling. They all right. started falling, falling. I noticed falling. that too. Yeah, that's great. So by halftime, I noticed there's like six, seven, eight guys who could beat me. You know, Keenan Allen, if Keenan Allen goes off, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm toast. Mm -hmm. If uh, uh, Edmonds finds a game, I'm toast. Uh, I had a feeling Kyle Murray might get me. You know, somebody who's stacking a Kyle Murray and like a Kirk Mm -hmm. uh, a stack. Somebody's going to get me. So – Halftime ends, and at this point now I'm shaking. I'm like, all right, I'm pacing back and forth, uh, panicking. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. There's no extracurriculars that are going to calm you down during this. No, I'm, well, I drank calming tea. I made a nice <laughs> pot of calming. And there you go. Some yeah. lavender. Uh huh. There. How'd that you know, go? I'm fucking. <laughs> uh, and I don't want to like keep you know hitting you up and like I, but I'm I'm panicking. I'm walking around. I'm like. Every time a play happens, I check and see how much damage it did. And there was one big play. So fourth quarter rolls around. I'm still in first place. I'm like, okay, it's realistic now. I'm 15 minutes, three games at 15 minutes away from maybe doing this. I realize the Dallas game has zero effect on anything, although that does come into play a little later. Um, 
but the Arizona game, which is a shootout, is hurting me. Now, I had another team that was like ranked 23rd that could possibly overtake my first place spot if the Raiders, if Josh Jacobs goes off. Right. So I, right. I had that in reserve, but that wasn't really happening. And if Keenan Allen goes off, I could still get screwed. So now we're down to like five minutes left in all the games. And the first one to go away is the Chargers at Oakland. Chargers get the ball, man, and they drive it down to like the five-yard line. And I know if Keenan Allen scores a touchdown, I'm falling. I'm falling out of first place. Yeah. Somebody else scored the touchdown. So I'm like, okay, I dodged that bullet. Clock runs out. Game over. Down to two games. So then the next game happens, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm worried, you know, because uh, uh, the Dallas, if Dallas's defense scores, I feel like I could get hurt. I feel like something's coming I'm not seeing. Right. And uh, so I keep watching that, and that the, the clock starts ending there, and I don't have as much to worry about in that game. That goes down. Meanwhile, you got the Dolphins and Cardinals, and out of nowhere, this guy Chewy shows up, right? You fucking Chewy. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's just haunting you from days of old on our podcast with your yeah, Chewy Garcia. Chewy used to call into he the used show. to call into the show, yeah. So now there's a guy named US Chewy, Center. and he's moving, up the, he's moving up the ranks. And I look. His quarterback is Kyle Murray. Mm-hmm. So Kyle Murray uh, runs. He, he makes a nice run. And all of a sudden, I knew if he did anything, I was screwed. He makes a run, and the, the announcer's like, oh, he just made 100 yards. I'm like, he just hit the 100-yard bonus. Like, wow. that, that's it. I'm toast. Yep. I'm done. Second, second place was seven, seven and a half grand. I'm still happy. but Nothing, nothing to be ashamed about. But but I knew I was screwed at this point. Right. So he gets that, and I forget what happens, but the Dolphins end up holding them. And uh, they get the ball back. They, they run some plays. They ended up giving it back to uh, Arizona. Arizona, I believe at this point, is down by a field goal. And uh, they're driving, they're driving. But they got the ball, like, near the 50-yard line. So there's not a lot of yardage to be made. So they start running the ball to position their kicker. So suddenly Kyle Murray has been taken out of the game. And this is like mm-hmm. a, a miracle. This is like everything, the perfect storm has to click here. And for whatever reason, Kyle Murray threw a couple passes that didn't really put too many points on his, his board. Cause I don't think he had Tyler. any passing yards. Mm-hmm. So, so Murray gets, they get it to somewhere in the 48, they get to about a 48 yard field goal position. Now, they line up, and if Arizona hits the field goal, they're tying the game. So if they tie the game, they go into overtime. If they get the ball, it's over. Because mm-hmm. at this point, Chewy is two points behind me. If the Dolphins get the ball and score outright, I win. But that's a lot to gamble on that Kyle Murray doesn't touch the ball. Right. The Dolphins offense isn't doing shit. Uh, that's not true. I mean, it's a 30-point game. Right, 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 right. So, um, Tua didn't have that great of numbers, though. No, no, no. He was – thankfully, like, there were no Dolphin stacks because that would have came out of nowhere. But, but Fitzpatrick was, truthers are talking down there in Miami. But, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yeah. So, so Murray, uh, they kick the field goal, and it misses. 
And this is one, it's, it's finally clicking. I can win this tournament. I just need the Dolphins to run out the clock. There's still like a minute and a half left with three timeouts. So I hit you up. Now I'm like, yes, this is it. Oh, my God, I have a chance. And you know, I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead. I'm all excited. I'm like, okay, I possibly could win this. Did you start believing at that point? I was. I had forgotten something that I had seen earlier, though. Yeah. But I was believing. I, I think you're getting there. Like, it. I was believing it. Like, I had already told Lauren, like, holy shit, like, I'm not fucking around anymore. Because, you know, yeah. I've done that before, even with myself. Been like, hey, Lauren, I think right. I'm, I'm going to win $400 here. It's between 60 and 400 It's likely 60 but there's a chance it's 400 And then, of course, it's 60 bucks. So she's like, oh, you know. Yeah. But anyway. So, so I made I I don't I don't tell her that unless I think it's a sure thing. And it, by then it was like yeah. you're either doing fifteen or seventy five hundred, right? That was one of the things I didn't want to tell too many people. I didn't want to start texting people and be like, "Hey, look!" Right? Because uh, absolutely, I knew I knew it could it could go bad. I like hit up Patrick. I hit you up, chat with Ed. So like you guys are all aware. Uh, the inner circle knew. So I go like MJF. And, uh, Dolphins get the ball and they run it. They run it. They run it. They get stuffed. It's like fourth and one. I think it was or third and one. And then there's like a timeout. Everything's going. And finally they go for it. And they, they made it by like two inches. They get the first down. Awesome. Game's over. They're taking the knees. I'm celebrating. I wasn't able to watch that. I wasn't able to watch that. So I was asking you and you were updating me. So hot damn. Yeah, that was fun. Go ahead. All in all, it was a really, it was a really good uh, g- game. Um, I preach on here a lot about stacking, game stacking, and uh, you know being contrarian. And one of the things uh, I, I almost didn't run with any Drew Lock stacks. I'm not going to say he was my favorite to win. Now, if you look at like history of tournaments, the price range and the position he was in. And now, don't forget, they're facing Atlanta, the worst pass defense in football, like right. historically. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, early, like at halftime, he only had like five points. I, I, I didn't see this coming till the, till the end of the, the board. Oh, no shit. So, um, so one of the things they always say is, is, you know, you need to buy down at quarterback. Like that's the, one of the keys to tournament play. You don't spend over like 6,500. But lately, like, Dak Prescott's been winning in tournaments. I think Russell Wilson's won tournaments. There's been there's been reasons to spend up. Mm-hmm. Now, Delvin Cook, I thought, was a must-play this week. I had him at uh, 60, 60% of my tournaments. So, Delvin Cook's in the lineup. Nailed it. That's so a great I, place to put I, him. I stacked Drew Locke with Jerry Jude, who I thought might have a big day. Like, I actually liked him. I liked him more than I liked Drew Locke. And then I squeezed into a fan – Mind you, Jude is played by eleven point four five percent teams in your in in this tournament that you're in. Yeah, in lock five point six four percent. Go ahead. Right. So this game stack, and then you add in the tight end Noah Fant to make it a true game stack. You want two wide, you want two receivers, and you want uh, you want two pass catchers and a quarterback for a true stack. Sixteen percent of teams in the, in your tournament played Fant, so more played him than the other two guys. That's true. He was actually the popular uh, tight end play this week. Mm-hmm. Didn't do all that well. No. Um, what, what, it out. what did he cost? Do you, do you recall? Because I, I can't pull that up uh, on the screenshot. 4.6K. Okay. 
I mean, you wanted more out of him, but but it didn't fucking matter. He was projected at 13 points. He put up seven and a half. So that's my game stack. Now, traditionally, this is where you really want to get contrarian in game stats. You want to be weird on the run back. You know, if you're if you're if you're game stacking, say against Atlanta, you don't necessarily want to go with uh, Julio Jones unless he's the guy you really want out of the entire stack. Yep. Because everybody's going to play that stack. You want to go like a Russell Gage because then you're spending very little money uh, with very little ownership, and you're opening up the rest of your stack for other things while still having correlation that could lead to a big game if there's a shootout. Well. I kind of I kind of made an error here, and I played Todd Gurley. I ran it back with a running back in a game that's supposed to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much the Q guy was, uh, Quisifus. I don't know. Who I think had a big game for them, but it wouldn't have matter because I won on my wide receiver play anyway. So if I would have went contrarian at wide receiver, I would have been screwed. So I ran the game back with Todd Gurley, and it, he produced 13 and a half points. Not great. I mean, he cost 6.2k, but it was all right. What saved my day, what made the game, is I had a mini stack within the stack. I had two wide receivers who were going up against each other to get a little bit of correlation from that game, which had a high over and under. I had Tyreek Hill, who was going up against Carolina, who I felt like Curtis Samuel could have a big game. Now, I didn't think he was uh, 29 points, but he was popping in some models and uh, established the run, established him as one of the good cheap plays this week. Mm -hmm. So usually guys I don't have a lot of faith in. I only leave in game stacks. But he was one of the guys I said, okay, let's go ahead and let him out into the field, into the real world. So he went ahead and I correlated big money, big money Tyreek Hill with low money Samuel on the other side, who ended up putting the same amount of money or the same amount of points as uh, Tyreek Hill. Almost. Hill had 36, Jerry Jude had 28, and Samuel had 29. All the receivers go off. In my flex, I have Terry McLaurin, who's just an outliner. He was he was do you have his ownership? I uh McLaurin, yeah, he was not very very well owned. It was nine point eighteen percent. He was at nine point eighteen percent, and I thought about fading him, but I made a note on my thing. I went to um uh, where, where do I get my ratings from when I when I rate players? Uh, Pro Football Focus. Yeah. So I went to Pro Football Focus and I looked at the matchup because the criticism on him, the reason he was getting low ownership, was he was going up against uh, Bradbury. Okay. Uh, who, who you know a lot of people respect as a cornerback play. Yeah. Well, I looked at Pro Football Focus and Bradbury was ranked 17th at the position. And McLaurin was rated 17th at wide receiver. So I'm like, in a tie situation, offense is always better than defense. So I'm like, I have a little bit of faith in him. So I I opened him up to be in all my lineups. And uh, thankfully, he was my flex play. He fit at the money here. And he goes off for 27 and a half points. My defense, I I end up getting uh, Tennessee against the Bears. I mean, the Bears don't have a quarterback. They don't have an offensive line. I mean, they're just a horrible team. We'll get to that shortly. Hang here. on. Where, uh, where were you on the, uh, on the defense's return? Did, did you get a woo when the Titans defense scored, or were you pissed? Did the Titans scored a touchdown in that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they picked up a fumble and ran it in. I don't even remember. At that point, this team wasn't even on the radar. <laughs> yeah, right. So, exactly. Yep. 
So it did, like I was just enjoying the Bears game for as bad as it was. Absolutely, uh, I don't blame you. Historically, oh, my team was so much. I should put their team together. <laughs> you should so, call their plays. Uh, I mean, just based on your daily fantasy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So that, that so that was that was my game. I put up 232.32 points. Took first place out of 337,000 people. And I got to think in America, in 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 the world in general, there's only a handful of people who've won first place in multiple tournaments. Like yeah. I, I think the odds of winning a first place in the tournament is pretty low. And then to do it twice is pretty fucking amazing. I agree. So I am declaring I'm one of the best fantasy tournament players in the country. Okay. Uh, people might disagree with that, but until you could show me more tournament wins than your pal, Big Al Archer, I have to say uh, I am the draft king of tournament play. There you go. There you go. Um, it's, it's of note, Chewy, that we were discussing that, that you were looking out for who had Pollard. Uh, yeah, on his yeah, bench there. That. Yeah, from from Dallas. Uh, that's when I was able to turn on football. By that point, I wasn't relying on your text updates because I remember when you updated me on the the, the change of possession for the Miami game. But um, yeah, Pollard, who's the backup running back, right? He backs up Zeke. Yes. Yeah. So there was no reason to be concerned, but there's always a reason to be concerned. Always. Absolutely. Okay. Like they're gonna put him in. He gains. Whatever yards needed, which, what did he need? Two points? Yeah. Two points. So, yeah. Guy runs for first down. Makes a catch for 10 yards, and it's over. And it's Uh, over. Yeah, so uh, I forgot about that part. Carolina wins the game, or uh, the the game ends. I believe Miami won the game. Game ends, and I look, and this fucking Chewy guy, it's like a horror movie. He still has three minutes on on his (laughs) team. You're like, why is there still three minutes? Yeah. So I look at a scene again, and I'm like, yeah, Tony Pollard, great. I'm going to get fucked by Tony Pollard, who I carry in, like, every year-long fucking uh, season-long team of mine because mm-hmm. there's always mm-hmm. the hope that uh, Zeke Elliott gets hurt, and then you get gold with with Pollard. I'm like, Pollard is going to screw me. The guy had six points. Like, Pollard didn't completely bust. Um, now, Chewy could have beat me if he didn't play a stupid play like Tony fucking Pollard, which I didn't. Uh, I was smart enough not to do. But, uh yeah. What did he uh, play him for? Like, are you just you're you're hoping that somebody gets hurt? Well, like, he's a value. His value must Zeke have been Elliott, phenomenal. Zeke Elliott was questionable going into the game, and they're playing the Miami Dolphins, which they should win that game. And they have a bye week next week, so the thinking was maybe they pull Zeke early. Maybe Zeke doesn't even play. Maybe he goes mm, in a series. Mm-hmm. So. There was some hidden equity okay. there that, okay. that uh, like, Chewy was playing. For. So he's not a dumbass for making the play. Like that could have been the big the big winner. Yeah, it's not it's not a risk I would take, but sure. then again, it's a tournament and you're supposed to take risk. Yeah. So what um yeah. you're two hundred and thirty two points, which I mean, you go over two hundred and it and it's it's pretty big. Right. Two thirty two, uh in, in that game, the the one one hundred and fifty K mini max, hundred and fifty entry pay out the top prize of $15,000 that you know about. What would that 232 have done for you in, in other tournaments that they offer? Like, I know we always have to play the shoulda, woulda, coulda on that. Like you're never going to put 150 teams in the million maker, Al, right? Like that's, well, well not right now. It's, you're going to need a bigger bankroll. dollars versus $75. Yeah. And uh, I broke it down. Of course you had to look. Of course. I was taking third place in the million maker. Which uh, would have paid out. Seventy-five thousand. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But, but but the risk of so the multiplier. If you look at the multiplier, because 
let me see if I can find it. Because Brandon was asked, Brandon told me to do it. And I'm like, I tried explaining why that's a bad play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Millie Maker in general is a terrible play, by the way. Were you, uh, were you upset with me for jumping the gun? Because uh, we have a weekly uh, daily fantasy on DraftKings, the DK Rainmakers Club, where we play every week against each other for like five bucks each. But then we have a group on Facebook. Al has a group on Facebook that we're all in. Were you upset with me for uh, no, for no. jumping in on the story right away? I had no, because like I knew I wanted to brag about it, and I was going to brag about it everywhere. That's what I thought. But, I thought let me do it, and then he can do yeah. it somewhere else. Like yeah, all right. And I was already texting uh, Andrew and Brent. I hope you don't mind. Like they no no they knew there was a chance before before it happened, so it was fun. It's one of those things where like. You know, you're a douchebag if you brag about it, but it's a. I put so much time and effort into trying to win these tournaments, and I do everything right, man. I subscribe to good, good quality content, establish the run. You using those cheat um, sites, Al? I yeah, yeah, I use my uh, game genie codes. Uh, I, I I I subscribe to uh, Fantasy Labs. They've been with me since day one, um, since my first tournament win. Established the runs. I've been there for a year, but uh, you know, I, I read the articles. I try to understand the game. Jonathan Bales has great books. If you, if you know nothing about fantasy football and you want to get into mass tournament play, there's a guy named Jonathan Bales. He, you could get his you could get his digital books. You could you could get hard books, and mm-hmm. he's got books on tournament play. Um, you should read the baseball one, Clark. You know, maybe maybe Uh-oh. you could be the the baseball guru. Um, I'm getting that, feedback. That seems like a lot of time, by the way, uh, to do that. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have the Facebook live pulled up anywhere? I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it seems like a lot of work with 162 games, which I think that after this year, they can just drop that easily. Like they can easily go down to 140, 150 major league baseball. So back to quickly to the millionaire. Yeah, let's roll. 75 cent game. So as far as I can tell on DraftKings, there's only two 150 max tournaments. Oh, it's really bad now. Is it, and it's you coming back at yourself? Yeah, it's only me. All right, now it's not as bad. Well, is it are blog? your headphones really loud? Is it blog talk? No, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, because I'm not getting loud? anything like that. What's that? Are your headphones loud? Um... No. Okay. Anyways, so oh, I get what you. as far as I can tell, there are only two hundred and fifty max tournaments, and one of them is a fifty cent tournament, and the other one hundred and fifty max tournament is the Millie Maker. So you could either spend seventy five dollars for one hundred and fifty teams, or you could spend three thousand dollars for one hundred and fifty teams. Now I can't afford three thousand dollars even with this big win, uh, but I can't right. afford the seventy five dollars. If if I would have taken third place and won seventy five thousand dollars, that would have been twenty five times three thousand dollars. So that'd be a, a return of twenty five times. Okay. Seventy five dollars, taking twelve uh, fifteen. Well, I factored in at twelve grand, and it's it's truly fifteen. For some reason, in my head, I won twelve by one fifteen. Anyways, uh, that's a hundred and sixty time return on your investment. So the better play really in long term is just keep focusing on that 150. If you know how to run 150 teams, uh, just play that tournament, man. Just, Why don't you, you're going to continue to play that one too then, right? I, 
I was hoping to graduate from it and move up to like a 30. Why, why uh, would you, when you've built uh, something that's working or yeah. th- that I think you can strike gold on again, can, can you do both? Or is that not part of the, that won't fit the model either. I'm just, I know that what you've built so far. I feel that, like, uh, Oh, they right hear the now, feedback too. Huh? Right now I have uh, a strong understanding of, uh, of the 150 max because the other option is I won the dollar 20 max. I got first place there. I only took sixth place in the $3 20 max. I want to conquer every tournament. So I really want to win that $3 tournament, but I do feel like I understand the uh, 150 team max more because there's a difference. There's completely a difference. You know, when I focus on 20 teams uh, or, or 40 teams, I got to, I got to eliminate some players and I got to take less chances. So because, because everybody's not running as many chances, there's, right. there's, there's, you don't have to be as perfect. Right. Right. So. Wow. Congratulations on your week, Al. Thank you, buddy. You're welcome, buddy. Um, you, you, you won a couple others, uh, or your other lineups in that same thing were, were they all with the, pretty similar the other ones they that took all, 600 they lock took they 400 all, uh, lock 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 stacks lock was the key the uh the lock of the draw now the millie maker um i only lost by two points uh, like i wow. said i would take a third yeah but i was two points away from winning that thing uh if again if i was in it which i wasn't and realistically wasn't but uh josh allen stack won it so I mean, that was more of a contrarian stack. That was my number one stack uh, in my percentages on that. I had, uh, let's see here, view exposure. 12% of my lineups were Drew Lock stacks. Uh, 20% of my lineups were Josh Allen stacks. So Josh Allen was my number one quarterback play this week. Drew Locke was one of my last. As a matter of fact, I was going to eliminate Drew Locke. I think I said this already. I was going to eliminate him, but his price was so perfect. It, it, everybody else cost, you know, Josh Allen was seven seven K. Kyle Murray, who I ended up canceling completely, he was uh, 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 seventy eight hundred. Uh, Herbert was sixty eight hundred. Mahomes was eighty one hundred. Russ Wilson was seventy six hundred. Watson seventy one hundred. And then you get down to Drew, uh, to Drew Locke, he's fifty two hundred. Mm-hmm. So you're saving almost two thousand from the uh, big money quarterbacks, who, by the way, their game stacks. And this is why you go cheap at quarterback, or why fundamentally it's the right thing to do in a tournament. Josh Allen, you're going to have to pair with Diggs. You're spending now on Josh Allen at seven K. You're spending big money on Diggs. And you can't you can't get as many of the pieces. You know, at that point now you're losing probably Cook. You're not going to have Delvin Cook in your lineup. Right, you're losing right. out on that those forty plus points. So, in order to get the, the the running back equity, the stacks need to be reasonably priced, which is why you always have to look at those lower price guys who still run. Last year it was Josh Allen. Josh Allen was the guy who was who was fifty two to six k. You know, now now everyone's uh, sharp to the market is sharp to who he is and the points he puts up, and uh, they've upped his price. So, yeah, uh, 
I I don't think that uh that, that we should uh leave me out of this here, Al. I I had teams. I had twenty teams that I put into the two hundred k first down twenty entry right. masks. It's a it's a dollar per game to get in. Total prizes two hundred thousand dollars. Top prize ten thousand. I've won that tournament. I know. It. Oh I'm yeah, you know you know it well. Well, I had a team that scored one hundred ninety six point nine four points dollars. Um, bad. In the dollar game And let me explain why that's important Why is that important? That team Please. probably finished in the top 5 percentile of what, what position was it? What, what place? Uh, it was um, Hang on just a second here 41,426 Okay, well that's not oh, very good Wait, no, no, no that's, that's not the team Hang on yeah, I was that. I don't know how that went eight dollars if that was the case. That's not nearly that team. Hang on, just a second. But my my guess is it's probably a top ten to top five percentile of all teams. One thousand thirty-three. Yes, yeah, so you're the top thousand, and I think there's, I think that tournament goes for either two hundred, like thousand. Uh, I'm not sure the uh, entry number on it. Uh, but it, but it, I, I think it's over a hundred thousand people, and you're taking a thousandth place. You're you're in that top ten percentile, and uh, that means you're striking. You're getting close, and tournaments are all about getting there. And if you're consistently striking high, you're doing things right. If, if you're not hitting the, those percentiles, then stop playing tournaments and get mm-hmm. better at cash, which I wish I was better at because that's where all the money's at. That that's where the real players on DraftKings are. You you like seeing more of the fire symbols than the cold symbols on there. Yes, very important. Yes, it is because uh, they, they they announce DraftKings announces when you have have some guys running on fire and and Deshaun Watson was was on fire according to them. He cost seven thousand one hundred dollars and uh, he scored um, he scored twenty four points. Um, that was my team. Uh, it was Deshaun Watson with the Fuller stack that you had going on there. You also threw Cooks in there too. Um, or well, on this one, it came through with both, um, which could have been huge. Fuller didn't quite get the points needed uh, to to make it worth. Oh no, no, he did. He did. He ended up with twenty four. Cooks could have done a little bit better, but uh, the one that I really wanted uh, to do well with that one was uh, Andrews, the tight end. And as you've told yeah. me earlier, is that tight ends tend to kind of just be a crapshoot sometimes, like yeah. Well, your team, Fant, he didn't even he didn't do as well. Well, he did just barely better than my my tight end. I didn't uh, I didn't punt really that well this week at tight end. Uh, by the way, this was the first week I like used Excel to like list things and have a better focus of what I was doing. Oh, and all of a sudden I win. So like now forever, I think this is so I have a whole new system. Now. Yeah, uh, I'm engaging. Um, yeah, I only ran I had. Nine tight ends this week. I thought about playing Ingram. I probably should have because I think he had a decent game. I faded on him last second. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Fant, my cheapest tight end this week was 3900 which was uh, Jonu Smith against the Bears. So I don't think he had a very good game. Um, so, oh, no, I'm sorry. I played Irv Smith. I recall seeing him with a catch. But... Irv, Smith, Irv Smith was the punt this week. He was 2900 Um not 100% I'm sure where he did. I guess I could probably find him here. But, uh, yeah, I, I prefer to punt at tight end. 
you know, I, there's no shame in saying I use an optimizer to get to get old, you know, most of my uh, teams. Right. Now, now the optimizers are built where you can you can set rules. So it does everything you want. You know, for example, like if this guy's in the lineup, I want this guy in the lineup. I want 30% of this guy. If this defense is, I don't want this defense to go against any of my running backs. If my running backs aren't in there, then I want this, mm-hmm. you know, and you could build game stacks. So, you, you know, used to not, you would just hit a button and it would, it would produce teams. Now it's completely different. It works in your ratings. It, it just, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and, and you have to use an optimizer in 150 max because you couldn't hand build all that shit. So, um, but you still you still define everything you want it to do. Um, and of course, you build your player pool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had Noah Fant at seven percent. Seven percent was what he was projected to be owned at. Uh, I had him at twenty percent because uh, Atlanta is worst against tight ends. So, and he, he was popping and, uh, established the runs, uh, by low bottle, which, which, uh, identifies players who aren't producing, but are getting the targets, the opportunity of the air yards. So, uh, it's one of the things I like to play and, uh, he was there. So I liked, I liked no fans a lot, but yeah, at tight end, look, Kelsey costs $7,200. He is, he's priced at the same as an elite wide receiver. He puts up points as an elite wide receiver. If you play him, you're not going to play an elite wide receiver. You're going to have to put your money elsewhere. But he 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 just dominates the market. He'll put up, he'll get 30 points. That's the ceiling at tight end. Now the next guy at tight end puts up like 18 points, mm-hmm. and then the next 20 guys put up like 15. So if you can spend like no money at tight end, man, you got to do it. Like yeah. You, you just you just do, and you usually those guys are starting. People people are smart to that strategy. They're sharp to that strategy. So you see more and more people doing it. So it's not as sneaky of a play as it used to be. Uh, it's not a Mr. Kim sneaky attack, but it it it, uh, it still it makes so much sense unless you really got a feel at tight end. And uh, completely, I don't like go. Okay, I only want to play the cheapest tight end, and that's it. I do have tight end plays. I do like getting a little bit of Kelsey. Um, I, I like I like experimenting a little bit, but overall, especially in cash, like if you ever if you follow my cash games, by the way, highest average in the league, hundred and oh, it dropped. dropped a lot. I think I'm second place still, even though I've been performing pretty poorly yeah. this season. This is a it's been going on for two years now. I get my average is one forty six point five. Here's at second place is one nineteen point five. Yeah, so you're dominating. Yeah. Maybe well, the guy, the the person who always runs the league yeah, is always supposed. Course. They always dominate the fucking thing because there's right. only one guy who's like, well, how do I win money for my friends? Oh, there we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I listen. I don't hide the fact that I'm the shark in our league. Like, you know. No, and I like that. Like, we're all still playing. We're like, we'll fucking yeah. get you. We got this. Hey, Charlie Hogan, second in cash, fourth in average, second in cash. I know he is. Poor, poor, poor fucking Clark is second in average, but yeah. I'm, although there's there's not a big difference between. Yeah, but Charlie, he yeah. wins the ones with more people in them. Like I, I win like the six guys, you know, ones and shit. It, it's fine. You Whatever. have won ninety nine dollars in, in, in well uh, twenty four games. I think it also says something about like on average, I'm at least the middle of the pack or higher. 
Like he's just a shoot for all or nothing, you know. Like yeah, they gets yeah, but his lucky. average isn't you that far lucky. off from yours. It's four points. Hey, hey, four points is a lot of points over that amount, that amount of games. Um, Larcher, this uh, the the timing of this is pretty great. Uh, I know that you've recently changed careers due to COVID nineteen. Uh, if you guys want to give us a call, you can congratulate Al on his hell of a week at 760-454-8834, 760-454-8834. That's one way to interact with our show. The other way is by leaving a comment on the Facebook Live. For those of you podcast listeners, shoot us a, shoot us a tweet. I'm at Clark in Chicago. He is at Larcher Than Life and a few other places. Let us know. Give us a call. I was so happy this week on uh, Twitter, getting shout-outs from all the guys I look up to in the industry. Were you really? Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. It's really cool. Um, did you mention it on Twitter as well? Or was it like yeah, somebody yeah, else I was put, like, uh, I hey. put it on Twitter, and I thanked all the people who uh, – all the tools I use to get the job done. Because I feel like – Wait a minute. Know, what do you mean all the tools you use? Like those guys on Twitter are the tools that you use? Yes, they are all tools uh, that I use. <laughs> I use to win. No, I mean like Jonathan Bales and you know his books. Yeah. Uh, establish the run. I like Adam Levitan, uh, Chicago Zone, uh, uh, Silva, uh, Evan Silva. Yeah. He does. He does. Uh, and establish the run. These are all establish the run guys. He does the breakdown of every game, which I use to really look at what what should happen in a game to understand how much I want to spend on players. Uh, Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, who uh, did a podcast a couple weeks ago. He's about to be a dad. I think he is this uh, either today or tomorrow. He, uh, he wore a peanut Jersey the other day. He's some hippie in Colorado. Awesome. Uh, he's great with projections. It's like, I don't, I don't project. I don't project. I'm not the guy doing the projections um, in any of this. I never have been. I understand how the projections are done. You take the pacing of the game versus a player's average by how many expected targets he should have um, against the strength of the defense. I get where, the, where they're coming from. So when, when a projection is off, or I, I have a reason to go, okay, I don't like this projection because I don't think he's going to get so many targets. I get how it's done, but I, I am I've established the run is where I'm getting my projections from. And then I'm feeding them into fantasy labs, and then, which takes into account my model and, you know, all the math is there. It's analytics. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Levitan, great win, Al. Michael Leone, great call on Samuel. What a fire mini correlation there. Hell yeah. Uh, He's a, he, uh, tear pants. Tear guy. pants with his big congratulations saying, what was the pay in for this game? <laughs> well, everyone assumes when you win 15 grand, you, you out, you put out like 15, you five grand, you know? Right, right, right. Well, that's what he just said. He's just like 75 to win 15K. Nice job. That's awesome, man. Again, congratulations on your big week. Thank you, buddy. Um, did you want to – like Before we do that, just one, one more thing. Just, absolutely. Just thing. Back to the tight end position. Yeah, 7,200 was Travis Kelsey. 5 to 8% ownership puts up. Uh, 28.9 points. The guy who came in second place in tight end points, can you guess who it was? No. A guy by the name of Jimmy Graham with the Chicago Bears. Oh, shit. 
17 and a half points. 17 and a half. That's it. At 0% ownership. Yeah, but what, what did 30, he cost? Like, that's that was a pretty good payday. 3,800. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Pivot. yeah. He, he hit it. He hit what he needed to hit. Folds was hit like 300 yards, right? <laughs> but, but then remember, I said, I said, uh, uh, Irv Smith was the pivot at tight end. Yeah. He was 2,900. He put up 15 points. So he was $1,000, $900 less than Jimmy Graham, and he put up two points less. So that, that, that's, that's, that's it right there. Like, you might as well not spend the money at tight end. And if you bust at tight end, you get six points. You know, you're only halfway to, to the top or, or the perceived top. Uh, but, yeah, the Chicago Bears, uh, I watched the game. It was painful. Uh, we have zero offense. It's grotesque. Um, the defense is, is glorious at times. Uh, hey, I would say for the most part. Hey, Al. If the offense can't do anything, then what do you mean by can't do anything? Nick Foles, Chicago Bears quarterback Nick Foles, threw for two touchdowns. Right. Threw for 335 yards. Yeah. Nick Foles. He had a 34-yard long pass. He had a pass for 34 yards. What the fuck do you mean that they, they didn't have offense? You know, sometimes, you know, the reality versus fantasy and people may, may, you know, say the things. I think the fantasy points of Nick Foles this week tells more of the story than those numbers you're saying. No he, had 24, he had 24 and a half fantasy points. You know, like, that's the reality of it. He, he, for everything he did, he did shit. He didn't do anything. Because that team is shit. Where, where is there anything good on that offense? What? I don't know. I would say Allen Robinson, but I don't. I don't think he wants to be here anymore. Because Allen Allen Robinson's good at making catches on the sideline. No, he doesn't. He fucking he he walks down the sideline, trying to figure out what the hell am I doing here, and I don't blame him. Yeah, that guy is leaving on the next leg, smoking. He doesn't want the contract anymore. He just doesn't want to get fucking hurt out there, so he can go and make money somewhere else. This time he's gone, and I'm not joking. You know what? Tony on the chat brings up a, a hell of a point, and he's right. I mean, uh, he said pretty good considering Foles was running for his life. There is no O-line. And, yeah, we had uh, guys out for COVID. Guys have been hurt. And they already had a band-aided lineup. That's the problem, Al. It's a lineup that is put together with, uh, with gold, 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 uh, goldfish, like the kids, uh, the kids treat. Goldfish and, and uh, children's glue is what it's being held together by. That is exactly what it is. Here's the thing, and you can go back and you can listen. And that was that before they got hurt and before COVID. I said this. I said this going into the season. We don't have an offensive line. We didn't spend any money at offensive line. We saw this coming. If you ask my and children, I told have, them. I told them we had no offensive line too. I said it too. I just need yeah, it. you did absolutely. We both Larcher and Lawrence and were on that from the. It was a, it was a Drew Lock baby. It was a number three of the Denver Broncos. It was a Drew freaking Lock. So. Now you put the Frankenstein monster out there at quarterback. And look, he has a big dick. We all know, big monster. dick man. I know he does. He has a massive you, dick. Have you like seen a anchor. picture? Like, how do you know it's this? Like a, like what? Because his nickname is Big Dick Nick, and you don't get nicknames like that unless you have a giant, gigantic dick. Oh, my dick. Lord. My so Lord. So that thing, 
that thing is like an anchor, you know? He's like dragging his dick along the ground, slowing him down out there. He can't get anywhere. The man can't run. You don't have an offensive line. So it'd be nice if we had a young quarterback who could run. Oh, yeah, we do, but he's, a, he's terrible, and we don't want to ever see him Because the one play he played the week before, he got hurt. True. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He had a half a concussion. How do you get a half a concussion? In a shoulder a that they tested. Nick Trubinsky's biggest Dick Dick Trubinsky Mitchell Trubisky. His best bet going into the season was just to get COVID and be like, I, I can't play this for guys. <laughs> that would have been the genius. That would have been the sneaky attack move. His agent, if this guy had a half an agent, he would have he would have been like, dude, just get fucking COVID, sit the year out. I think your contract runs out, or does it freeze? Oh, he'd have a chance to make better money, probably. Yeah, you go out, I mean, you'd be like, oh, I was with that shitty Bears team. I'm really good. Somebody would have, somebody would have signed him. John I mean, Elway would have gotten rid of the lock. He's going to be a backup somewhere, and who's going to be the Chicago Bears quarterback? Who's the Chicago Bears quarterback of the future? I don't know. We're going to draft some schmuck who's going to be terrible. That's right. how it always works. Yeah, absolutely. They uh they they signed a guy to the practice squad. Did you see that? Uh, the new uh the new savior. No, no. Yeah, Put they, out there. Oh, they signed a clod because they have fails. So the two quarterbacks that were active this week were Foles and Fails. Fails has been the practice squad quarterback for years for the Chicago Bears. But yeah, no, they they went ahead and they they grabbed um, Southern Miss. He's out of uh somewhere uh, that they signed to the practice squad. He's been hanging around in the NFL. Sloter. Kyle Joseph Sloter. And uh, if you check out my uh, my Twitter feed, at Clark in Chicago, I tweeted this picture because I went and checked him out on Wikipedia and Wikipedia doing what it does. Um, it said uh, Kyle Joseph Sloter, Slaughter, whatever it is, born February 7th, 1994, who the Bears had just signed to the uh, practice squad, mind you. Is an all is an American football quarterback who is currently the savior of the Chicago Bears season. I caught it at that. Like, yeah, you know that, that's how Wikipedia works. Uh, people can correct or change it however they want, but it gets corrected right away here and there. But man, look at the—I uh, don't know what the kid did, but he didn't look bad from what I saw. Hmm. And I was Which watching kid? that game. Uh, look at the, what they did with the Dallas Cowboys. They just like they signed a bunch of people that had an open competition. Right. Some guy I've never heard of was the quarterback of the Cowboys, and uh, I don't think he had a bad game. Well, here's the deal: if you're not elite, if you're not the the top, what three, the top five, I don't think. I well, I don't know. I I, I can't even talk about this because the Bears haven't had uh, a worthy quarterback to discuss when it comes to anything. As far as the quarterback, wow. When it comes to anything, when it comes to the quarterback position, they haven't had anything. What I'm saying is if you're not elite, I mean, and you don't have quarterbacks, just start throwing anything towards it. And now the Cowboys were in a different situation where they lost their starting quarterback. They lost the second guy that they signed, uh, Dalton from, from Cincinnati, who a lot of Bears fans had thought might work out. The Bears went after Foles. I mean, I, I think going after either of those guys, Foles or Dalton, you're actually just throwing things at the wall at that point anyway. So, and you might get lucky. Neither one worked out this season for either team, mostly for the bears, because it wasn't a good fit for the Cowboys. You didn't even get to find out if he was the right backup. 
Garrett Gilbert was the starting quarterback of the Cowboys this week. Now, his numbers aren't that impressive, but remember, he went up against the best defense in football right now in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think the Bears might be a little better in shutting the quarterback play down, but uh, if not, it, it's it's very close. Pittsburgh's really dominant this year. And uh, the kid went out there, he, he, he threw for 38 uh, attempts, put up uh, 21 completions, 55.3%. 243 yards, uh, about 6.4 yards in attempt. Uh, he threw a he threw a touchdown and he threw a pick. I mean, he was a game manager, which, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Those poor wide receivers, man. Tannehill's game was uh, 158 yards with two touchdowns. Wait, which wide receivers? The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You know they they were on they were smoking. What did uh, sudden, uh? Speaking of Cowboys receivers, did Des Bryant do anything this week? Was he not he activated? Did. He was active. I'm pretty sure he was active. Yeah, I thought that was active for the for this week. I mean, they and would, then uh, go ahead. Tampa had ooh, didn't uh, the other guy play too? Brown. Antonio Brown? No, did he? Yeah. What did he do? Shit. That he apparently. I don't think he did anything. He apparently, having Antonio Brown live in your house, as Tom Brady did, might not be good for you overall as a football player. Because yeah. that game was not good. So the Ravens beat the Colts uh, twenty-four to ten, and um. I don't see. Hang on. I don't see any that catches. A, no, no catches. The, that was the lock of the week on just straight up gambling. I believe the Baltimore Ravens went into that game as like two point underdogs against the fucking Colts. Right. The Colts aren't good, man. Like, but they're not terrible, and it was a home game. They, they were both. They're not good. They're not. They're not good. They were both five and two going into it. And uh, and the Colts still have a bone to pick with the city of Baltimore. It's very deep-rooted, emotional uh, baggage they're holding there. Wait, but. no, I guess Baltimore, the city of Baltimore, would have the, 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 the grudge with the Indianapolis Colts. So that doesn't even play. That doesn't even play. If it can play in Peoria, Al, it can play anywhere. That's what they say. Hey, partner, let's talk about a couple of country stars if you got a second to do it. That, that we lost since the last time we talked. Jerry Jeff oh, Walker yeah. passed away. And Jerry got, Jeff Walker. Go ahead. My favorite, uh, one of my, probably my favorite musicians. Uh, he was the first guy that I ever like started listening to that was outside of the box. He was the first guy I ever, it was the first time I ever heard Texas music or what became Texas music. What do you mean when you say outside of the box? If you don't know who Jerry Jeff Walker is, you don't know who Jerry Jeff Walker is. Okay. Like, he he doesn't get radio play. He's himself. It, you know, if you didn't know me, I don't know if you would know Jerry Jeff Walker. You know, I don't. Would he have been on your radar? No. No. Like no, you brought him. You brought him to me. He's a guy who you know. If you don't know who Jerry Jeff Walker is, he he's the guy who. What number one? He's most famous for. He wrote the song Mr. Bojangle. Okay. And. There were there were some guys who were Gonzo, uh, the Hunter S. Thompson 
uh, uh, definition of uh, of being kind of a, a free spirit whose artwork tells a story of themselves. They're, they put themselves in their artwork, but it's not necessarily reality. Um, it's a story. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Jeff Walker was the leader of the great Gonzo band. And uh, Hunter S. Thompson used this quote, a lot of like, you'll see little quotes of songs from Jerry Jeff Walker. Um, so there were a couple guys who kind of decided like, listen, if we go to a community, if we go to a city, maybe it's where we're from, maybe it's not, we could define that city's sound and be the hero of that city. Sort of like an old school, like in a role play game. You might find a, a bard in a town who's like that town singer. So there were a couple guys in Chicago. There was a guy by the name of Steve Goodman who 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 kind of defined that role of Chicago's songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Prine, another guy who found his way to Chicago who was uh, from Chicago. Both those guys were from Chicago, but they were, they were all part of the, this kind of clique of songwriters. And uh, there was another guy by the name of Jimmy Buffett and uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, who, who, by the way, Jerry Jeff Walker defines Texas music and I'm getting there, but he's from a small town just outside of New York city. His real name's David Crosby. So, uh, so Crosby and Buffett, take a road trip down to new Orleans. They both, uh, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, Jimmy Buffett hitching a ride with Jerry Jeff Walker. Uh, wow. Jerry Jeff Walker gets thrown into a, a, a drunk tank in new Orleans, sees a man, Mr. Bojangles writes a song about it. He then gets in his car. Jimmy Buffett gets into his car. Jimmy Buffett wants to go down to the Florida keys to become a star. Jerry Jeff Walker drops J- uh, Jimmy Buffett off in the Florida keys then heads to Texas where he finds the musical uh, revolution in Austin in, uh, in uh, Lukenbach. He records a, He records an album in Lukenbach, Texas. And uh, it started bringing together hippies. It started bringing together country boys and cowboys and married those guys together with songwriters. And uh, a guy by the name of Willie Nelson said, Hey, this is pretty cool. I want him out here. Willie goes down to, to Austin. There's a, there's a famous club down there called the, uh, the Armadillo World Headquarters. They start playing music there. It's gone now. Parking lot, I believe. But mm-hmm. uh, once was there. Uh, you know, Sleep at the Wheel kind of pops in there. And uh, Waylon Jen- Willie tells Waylon, like, hey, get out of Nashville. Come to Austin. We'll do this. And then there's a guy named Billy Joel Shaver, who's also a part of this scene, who Waylon Jennings likes so much, he decides to cut an album of all of Billy Joel Shaver's songs. And that song, that album was called Honky Tonk Heroes from 1975. Mm-hmm. It's the definitive album of the outlaw era. It's what defines that genre of music. That is the quintessential Bible of outlaw country. Every song on there is written by Billy Joe Shaver, sung by Waylon Jennings. The two of them get into a fist fight over the song Luke and Box, uh, uh, over the song uh, Honky Tonk Heroes because. Uh, Billy Joe Shaver's upset that Whalen's making it too fast. He's picking the tempo up on it, and he thinks it should be slower. So the two get it. Billy Joe Shaver gets thrown out of the studio. He's barred from the studio. Uh, Shaver was a bit of a drunk. Lost some fingers in a farming accident as a young kid. Married the same woman like four times. Divorced her four times. Shot a guy uh, recently in Waco. Wrote a song about it. Uh, But for as much as Jerry Jeff Walker was the godfather of 
Texas music. Billy Joe Shaver was the poet. He he was the songwriter. He he, he like every songwriter aspires to be Billy Joe Shaver yeah. from Texas. And uh, you know, brought in guys like Robert Earl Keane, uh, Pat Green, uh, a lot of that scene. I mean, they all look up to uh, to, to Shaver. And uh, ironically or not ironically, Jerry Jeff Walker dies, and then a couple of days later, Billy Joe Shaver dies. So they're uh, very hard hitting. Two of my favorite musicians. I dragged you to a Billy Joe Shaver concert once, so you experienced yeah, he did. the greatness that was uh, the old man. Hell of a show. Um, yeah, and, and seeing him in what seemed like later years, but I mean, hell, that might have been a decade ago now. No, maybe not quite a decade. Seven, eight years, I bet. Down at Fitzgerald's in Berwyn. That guy looked like he was 80 when he was like, you know, <laughs> the 1960s, he looked like he was 80. Yeah, I, so, I'm, I'm nothing sure changed there. Uh, and then like him doing the, uh, the squid billies and things like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, great show. Good to see his energy when we did see him uh, as an old man. I couldn't, he played, he didn't play guitar. He played uh, the, the mini guitar, the, the, the piccolo or something <laughs> or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah. Um, it. It was like he was playing a fiddle because yeah. he didn't have enough fingers left. No, no. Were they shot off? No, we lost him in like a farming accident. Oh, yeah. You know, a very, very tragic life. Uh, yeah. Fingers. Um, he starts, he goes to Nashville in like the 70s, 75, 80s, and he becomes a songwriter and he wants to be a big country star, but he's a surly drunk. And uh, uh, he really kind of hurt his career because of that. And he, he, he was, he was a guy around town who would pick fights and yep. he would see him getting thrown out of bars. I mean, he was, he was, he was a badass and uh, always was. And uh, very, very um, passionate about his music. Not, not, not an educated man by any means. Okay. Like you, you can listen to him. He was a very simple man and his yeah. songwriting is very simple. You know, I'm an old chunk of coal, but I'm going to be a diamond someday. Uh, you know, very poetic, but very simple. He, um, you know, he fails in Nashville, and then he's later, mid-90s, early 90s, he starts getting a comeback because his son is a phenomenal guitar player. You know, as you mentioned, Billy Joe Shaver missing the fingers can't really play the guitar. So his son starts playing, and there's a great album called Unshaven where uh, Eddie Joe Shaver's on the uh, uh, on guitar. I think his middle name's Joe. I don't know. I could have made that up. Eddie Shaver. I think it was Eddie Joe Shaver. Anyways. He, he's on there he crushes it and you know there, there's an album where like you could hear about the two of them fighting like you know they're, they're, they have a kind of a strained relationship but it all works out and now billy joe's got the whole package he's got his son it, 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 people are starting to discover his music it's getting a little more mainstream and then the kid dies of a heroin overdose and Holy uh shit. you know that's that and then you know his wife divorces him again and everything falls apart there was a, a seldom seen documentary on him that if you could find it, I don't even know what it's called. Uh, it's worth checking out. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll look that up to find it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like on YouTube, you know? Yeah. So, um, thank you much for sharing that. I, I've been wanting to ask you about that. Uh, and, and I thought right here would be a good place to really ask some of some of your words on both. 
uh, Jerry Jeff Walker and uh, Billy Joe Shaver. So thank you, Al. Um, I watched the Bears game uh, very um, – I got to see the fourth quarter. I listened to parts of it because I took my – we took our children to get COVID tests. Oh, no. During the game because Saturday night we're getting ready to uh, – we're putting the girls to bed. Uh, getting you know the night's just moving along, and we get a text from daycare, and the daycare teacher tested positive for COVID nineteen, and uh, it'd been quite a few days Shame. since they'd been near each other. Well, you, you've had the COVID. The COVID score is one to nothing. You to me, but I mean, I, I feel like it's all around us right now, so it's coming. So you just got. Well, she was probably out celebrating one of these uh, the presidential parades. Everybody's been having. No, her last concerts, her 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 last concert, her last contact with the girls was on Monday. Um, she she didn't get her test results back until Saturday. She texted us that night, presumably right away, and I have no reason to doubt her. I'm sure it was difficult for her to send this text, but uh, anyway, yeah, she was positive, and um, you know, our our children have been around them. They'd have some. They'd had some runny noses. What's that? Positive. She was positive. Or do I just think she's trying to get out of work? Yeah, maybe she just wanted a week off. No, no, it, no, know, that's not funny. the case. We're friends; like it's a friendly thing. It's yeah. It was funny because the Sunday I got the COVID, I <laughs> wanted to get off of work. Like I don't work Sundays; I'm not scared. And did you already told them, "Hey, I can't work Sundays"? Well, Friday, I, yes, I was. You're I was like, you're like, like hey, fine, I'll, I'll do it. But Friday, I was kind of like, uh, I was playing up that like, oh, I might be a little sick. I probably can't come in, you know, and I totally was thinking about maybe calling in Sunday, be, pretending, not not saying I was sick, but kind of playing the system and being like, hey, listen, you told me if I feel sick, I shouldn't come in. And then, that's the way it's supposed to be. Oh, and so then, it was karma just kicking you in the ass. It's like, was, all right, we'll give it to you, pal. And then Saturday, I woke up and I'm like. No, I'm really sick. I mean, I was kind of feeling it. So, I mean, there's some truth to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought I just had some sniffles. By the way, Clark, you're going to love this because you're a vindictive son of a bitch. I am The not. guy on Facebook from Paris, Illinois, who kept posting about uh, not wearing masks and protesting masks. He got COVID. Got the, got the COVID. In the oh. hospital with the COVID. Oh, that sucks. I don't yeah. wish anything like that upon oh, anybody. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, the, the girls, uh, we contemplated getting them tested. And whatnot. Hey, call her from the 973. We'll get you in in a second here. Uh, I promise. Thank you so much for holding. Uh, but uh, we ended up getting, we, we contemplated getting them tested or whatnot, but I mean, they, they had runny noses, uh, you know, it, it kind of touching on a fever, one of them during the week, but you know, that, those, that, that kind of shit happens to kids all the time. Yeah. So, um, so we even got them tested and results were back in 24 hours. They went to their pediatrician and uh, it, and it's negative, so that that's right. big. And their mom gets tested every week for the job, the, the line of work she's in, right? So then we got to watch the fourth quarter of the game. Our pediatricians happen to be open on Sundays, so uh, shout out to Lurie's and uh, Town and Country there. Uh, I have no idea where the caller is uh, is calling from or what he wants to call about. Jersey, Jersey. Uh-oh. Oh, I know who this might be. Let's go to nine it is. three. It is. Hello? Whoa. Yeah, I've been looking to find. I've been looking to find you guys, but I can't seem to find you. <laughs> well, we we come in and out. We're 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 here, and then we're not here the next ah. week. There's been a lot of things going on, Lou. Oh, I miss no. Lou. 
Good to hear from really. Lou. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he's being a little patronizing, Lou. But no, I, I'm not. I, I just, how's New Jersey, my friend? Well, it's uh, been not typically Jersey. It's been not typically Jersey this uh, past week. It's been like a heat wave here, sort of. Yeah, Chicago's been that way too. Yeah, I mean, last week it was raining all week, and this week we got 80-degree weather. It's going to drop by about 20 to 30 degree, degrees tomorrow for you, because we, we, we just started hitting the drop right now. Uh, yeah. Well, I wish I could see my teams are doing it much better, but they're not. I mean, the Jets are a disaster. The Giants aren't much better. Uh, so, yeah. You know what? Thank you, Lou, for calling, because you're making us feel better about our Bears already. Because the Bears beat the Giants this year. My brother's a Bears and- fan. I sympathize. In the uh, the Jets had it last night, Lou. What the hell happened? Yeah, no, I knew it. I knew something was going to happen when we went at the end. Even without Brady, you know, because they're still our top nemesis, and they always find a way to beat us, no matter if it's Brady as your quarterback or Newton or anybody else. They always find a way to get us in the end. Al, I went to uh, I went to go bet on DraftKings on the game last night. Um, and I almost took the money line on the Jets because it, it was feeling like it. Like, it really was. Like, the Patriots, right. this is the time. Because the Patriots are, you know, they're bumming around. And then I'm like, no, let's not do the money line. Let's take those nine and a half points. Boom. Yeah. I won uh, $4 out of that. Nice deal. job. Hey. And, and, and hey, as you you're a medical expert, Cam Newton has the brain fog. So. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. Ludos. Yeah. I can't say too much anything bad about Cam Newton uh, because his cousin is my co-host on my show, so I can't really dog him. So wow, that's a big thing. Yeah, Lou. yeah, I gotta give him from the doubt. Lou, what? Uh, when does your show run? And it's here on Blog Talk Radio. No, no, it started on Blog Talk Radio four years ago, but um, I moved over to other networks. Uh, we're on Saturdays five to seven p.m. You're in Chicago. Yeah, we are. Yep. Okay, then in your four case, six. it's four to six, four to six your time. Um, it's called the Enhanced Sports Show. We talk about everything, the good, the bad, oh, yeah, the ugly in the world of sports. So if you got time between four and six your time, the number to call is 512-543-4662. And there's a lot to talk about, you know, with uh, the NFL, with uh, the COVID cases, uh, baseball awards are coming up. Uh, this week, in fact, they've already been announcing some. NBA has uh, reached officially a deal to begin on December 22nd. Thank God. So we always find a lot to talk about, even if there isn't a lot going on in session. Now, Lou, I oh, worry yeah, about the you. the masters too. Wearing your mask. Yeah. All right, you got to wear the mask. That that's the thing, Lou. Uh, Al Al had COVID a, a month ago or so. Have, have you had it yet? Uh, thankfully, no. All right, good, good. Well, I, yeah, I yeah, sorry, Al. That's uh, yeah, all right. I did, made it. You did all right with it. What, what was? What, wasn't the worst part, Al? You said is that you couldn't tell if your creamer had gone bad or not because you couldn't smell the damn thing. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, you lose the smell, so you don't know the, the coffee cream isn't bad. But hey, fifteen thousand dollars later, I'm a DraftKings champion. That's right. What more can I say? I don't know if you've heard it, Al. This week, uh, his his biggest win since 2017. He won fifteen thousand oh, wow. dollars in a in a DraftKings contest. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, thank you, thank you. Couldn't have come at a better time with COVID hitting us all pretty hard in the pocketbook lately. So, 
I like it. I like it hitting him. Uh, Lou, thanks for the call. I'll try to tune in Saturday night. I will. I'll, 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 I'll take my time. 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, the Enhanced right. Sports Show. All right. Thanks, Lou. 11 p.m. in Europe. <laughs> hey. You cut Lou up. No, Lou's still I'll here. That. I'll discuss that next week when we get closer to it. Okay. There we go. Perfect. We'll be on next week at 7 p.m. Central, Lou. Uh, we'll what, we'll be back Tuesday? next week. Yeah, next Tuesday. Yeah, we're Tuesday? doing Tuesday at okay. 7 p.m. Yep. All right. Thanks for the call, brother. Okay. Catch you That's later. All you yep. Thanks, fellas. Yep. Lou. Al Larcher. Lou's my favorite caller. Always for- has been. I forgot his number. Like, it's been that long. It's been months upon. Well, I mean, COVID hit. We haven't when, talked to him since pre-COVID. When you said 973, yeah, it didn't click. And then I Googled it. And I'm like, yeah, Jersey, did. it didn't click. And then all of a sudden, oh, it clicked. I'm like, man. that's Lou, man. That's amazing. Oh, I miss work, Al. Oh, that whole COVID thing being in the household. I'm home with the kids for two weeks straight, five days a week again. It's back to. Even though they've cleared? It's back to like the first two months. No, they've had to shut the place down. They, uh, IDPH oh, yeah. closes them down for two weeks at the daycare, and they got to, you know, clean the whole place out. Uh, my, even though it's a small day, smaller daycare, they still got about ten to twelve kids. And Look at uh, my nails, Clark. Oh, those are COVID Grease. nails. Oh Grease yeah, you're her. working hard. The the job changed for, for you. I uh, well, and I've been out of work since March, so you managed to, you know, you, unfortunately, uh, your 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 place of work is closing down uh, for the winter. Uh, hopefully, just for the winter, of course. And so you went and you picked up a, you're, you're not running the late night karaoke anymore. What, what is with the fingernails, man? I'm I'm at a transmission shop. I'm moving parts, uh, taking scrap metal to the scrap yard and uh, driving people's cars everywhere. I drove a F-150 today, a massive F-150. Oh, that's awesome. Jeeps, yeah. Are you enjoying being in the big F-150 or is it a little too big for you driving down the road? Like, how's that going? I like it. I like right. high trucks. Okay. I've, I've done a couple Jeeps over the last couple A high weeks. guy and a high truck. Woo! I had to drive a Jeep, Clark. Couldn't adjust the seat, and my feet didn't reach the pedal. Oh, shit. How'd you figure that out? Are you, like, leaning tippy, down? Tippy toes on the highway. <laughs> I was terrified. That's a fucking song right there. Tippy toes on the highway. Oh, it's a great class. Jerry <laughs> Jeff would have loved it. Oh man, it, it. I mean, I don't mind being out on the road and whatnot. If you if you've managed to figure out some like podcasts for the here to there, or is there too much going on on the road? You know, I'm always driving somebody else's vehicle or a truck or you know things I'm not necessarily comfortable with. Yet. Right? Yeah, sure. So it's it's more like you know just following the GPS and. Yeah. You but use yeah, your own GPS. You you got the ways talking to you and all that shit. Here's the cops. Here's the cameras. But these guys, you know, they're mechanics, and they they like they move things. They'll move like a transmission or something, and they get the grease and shit all over their hands. I'm constantly in the bathroom washing my hands. So do you? Do they ask you to come help them move a transit transmission? I deal with parts too. Like I do a lot of like uh, if somebody needs a part on the other side of town, I'll go there, and then I help sell parts on eBay. Oh, nice. That's cool. Do you bring parts home and take pictures of them at home, or do you? No, they've got a whole camera set up there and uh, just list shit. I just list shit all day. Oh, that's awesome. 
So yeah, it's, it's a, a weird job because like one minute I could be doing labor, the next minute I'm driving, and then I'm sitting in the office all day. You know, like you just don't know. What a fucking crazy thing. Just a crazy yeah. thing that where you've gone to where you are right now, like still making an honest living for yourself. Jesus. I try, man. Never That's stop working. Yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying that, brother. Well, enjoying's not the <sighs> word. You know, I'm glad I'm doing it, but. All right. Maybe we could start to button hook this, put a nice bow on it. Yeah. Because I want to know, with the 15K that you just did this week, the numbers are right. Do you have a do you have a for sure game plan now? Have you already started? What did you say? Usually Tuesday night you're starting to take a look. Tomorrow night you start a, a bit of a build. Where are we going? Did I talk well, you into staying at 150, 150 games or no? Well, here's the deal, Clark. Because I'm no longer at the bar and I have the nights, when I get home from work, I'm exhausted. I don't know how people do these day jobs. What time do you go to? Oh, you're not going to be up doing it. Oh. No. No. Oh. So Friday, I couldn't touch the. I couldn't touch anything till Friday. So I had to rethink my strategy, um, which is why I started using the Excel, which I think helped lead to my win. Maybe the uh, new gig helped you to the 15 grand. Yeah, it did. It did because I don't constant. I now skip the beginning part of the week where it's all noise, and I'm only focused Friday and Saturday. And then I have my build. I have the optimizer built by Saturday night, and then I can run it with the bet with the newest projections because I'm now up at nine a.m. It's not yep. a struggle to get up anymore. So, so how many more hours do you have in you tonight? Well, minutes. I, I so I know the guy who owns the company. Right. Uh, uh, he knows I don't like waking up early, so uh, my day starts at ten. Okay. okay. So I still I still have till about one in the morning. And he's okay with ten. Yeah, he's that, okay. that's well, all part he, of the gig. Here's my thing: like, if he knew that your new gig that he got you just won you fifteen grand, I mean, is he going to start wanting to cut on this? Like paying you a little bit less like hey buddy you're welcome for helping you figure this out yeah probably not he doesn't watch this does he He doesn't listen i don't talk radio i i I think i think he despises sports as much as i hate baseball i think he hates all sports that's good lou is here lou man how about it yeah how about it yeah looking (sighs) at games uh yeah what do we got this week 10 on the main, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 11 games. Oh, man, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 in the late game. 4 in the early game. So it's a reverse this week. Okay. You get less less early and then more late. Uh, Bears not on the main slate. That's good. Don't have to worry about that. Uh-huh. That ain't there's bad. This guy, there's this guy, Clark, I want to tell you about. His name is Drew Locke. I've heard of him. And, How's he uh, looking? And he is playing the uh, Raiders, who uh, who do enjoy a shootout. Now, it's not the Atlanta Falcons, so, you know, a little bit of caution. But uh, I, I'm definitely going to be looking back at Drew. Okay. Projecting the model right now, uh, of course, Josh Allen and Kyla Murray, uh, who are in the same game together. I would guess that game also probably has the highest over and under, but I, I would think so. Atlanta and Buffalo. Yeah, it does. Um, so that's a shootout right there. The problem again is where are you going to find the equity? 
Kyle Murray, eight grand, uh, Josh Allen, seventy five hundred. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Carson Wentz. He fits the model perfectly at fifty nine hundred against the helpless New York Giants. So if you think maybe the Giants challenge their rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, and they put up 25, 27 points apiece, then Carson Wentz is going to have a good day. Um, I felt like Ingram bounced back next week, so that could be a good rollback point on that game uh, if you're going to run it back with somebody. Uh, Also, you're going to get cheap wide receivers in that game. Their top wide receiver – is a uh, full cam at 6,400 for the, for uh, Philadelphia, the top New York giants wide receiver is Sterling Shepard, a good play at 5k. So, you know, and then you got, you got uh, Jalen Rigger in there, Slayton. I don't know if Tate, Tate got sat this week. He didn't even make the, the team bus. They, they, uh, there was a problem with management in him. Wow. Uh, if he comes back this week and he wants to show off, he's 3,600. You know, I'd watch the news on that. So, again, you're finding good value in a game that has potential to go off. And if that works, you have the quarterback, you have two two to three uh, catching backs, you just got to figure out the rest, and you have money to spend on guys who are in those other games, like maybe Diggs or Hopkins. Do you like, uh, <coughs> do you like Judy again, then? Is that is that your thing? You're going to stack him again? His price isn't. Terribly high. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I mean the secret. And again, you got to look at ownership, which we I don't have yet. Uh, oh, that's going to jump, right? Like his ownership's going to jump. Yeah, KJ Hamler. I'm not sure. Tim Patrick's been having some issues injury wise, but KJ Hamler uh, put up 15 DraftKings points. 10 targets last week, six catches, 75 yards. He very easily is 25 yards shy of uh, the 100-yard bonus. He gets a touchdown. He gets that 100-yard bonus. Um, you know, again, 10, 10. Now, again, they're playing Atlanta, which is terrible against the uh, wide receiver uh, and, and pass in general. But, you know, uh, K- K.J. Hamler probably going to have a lot less ownership, 3,800. So, you know, if you're stacking on the other end, you could run it back with Hamler. If you're stacking Locke, you may look Jude and Hamler or, or go back to Fant. I'm not, I feel like the Raiders might be decent at that tight end. Yep. I got to do my research there. Um, but then on the other side, yeah, I, I, I would probably run it back with the Darren Waller. Um, Ruggs, okay. probably going to have low ownership. Okay. Hunter Renfro always like every time I'm watching that fucking red zone, I feel like Hunter Renfro is uh, doing something. Yeah. Although, yep. although, although looking at his actual numbers, that's not true. He's a, you know, four catch 60 yard or 40 yard guy yep. and a touchdown. But yep. yeah, I mean, it's it, it just thinking outside the box, get crazy, have fun with it. Yep. You know, you have Aaron. And for some reason, people don't like stacking Aaron Rodgers um, with Devontae Adams. Now, the price is very, very cost prohibitive. Aaron Rodgers is going to cost you seventy nine hundred. Adams is nine k. So that might just be a fade on price alone. Because you know, what are you going to do? But if you think maybe someone else goes off, you know, you you could do uh, Scantling in there for forty four hundred. Lazard. And then uh, DJ Shark 
on the other side. Maybe a Garden Minshew, or I'm sorry, Jake Luton. Okay. A good a Jake Luton and a uh, JD Shark. Because Luton put up 25 points against Texans. Yeah, 300 yards. I don't think he runs, though, does he? No, you're not getting any ground equity. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. There's some fun plays. There's some fun plays this week. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, McCaffrey again, Al, in your year-long league. Uh, I mean, I'm holding Dog on to Davis. He's been holding me together with some duct tape. I'm still doing pretty well. I'm uh, It's looking good for me in your year-long league. Like, I should be sticking around. Yeah. For, uh, I, yeah, I should definitely be in the hunt. I'm currently in first place. I've been in first place for two weeks now. Um, I'm I'm picked by the ESPN folks, and mind you, that doesn't always hold water, but but it's a good indicator of of where we might be sitting. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm seven and two in your league. This week, I'm playing against Brandon, who spent time last week calling everybody out for him being so good. He's currently four and five out of the playoffs. I'm just, I'm stating the facts. I'm not, am I stating anything rude? No, 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 no. I'm just stating the facts. And I just, uh, I don't know. And I'm not trying to brag about it, but I do feel pretty good about how it's going. It's not going so bad. Is it? No, no. And actually, um, and you know, I entered the FFPC, the, the uh, football fantasy football uh, players championship. And uh, I'm not sure how many contestants there are. My worst team, which is five and four, is ranked uh, 7,144. So I got to think there's at least 10,000, probably a lot more uh, players. Uh, this was a high-stakes league. It was a $350 entry. I have two teams. Uh, that one is shit. That one's tanked. But I do have a team ranked in the top 300. I'm, I'm ranked right now at 296. Now that's overall out of all players within yep. my league. Cause you are in your own league. It's a 12 man league. I'm in first place at eight and one. And I'm also first place in points by about a hundred points. Okay. Money goes to, to, to top points. It goes to top uh, finish. And then uh, you get entered further into a tournament from there. So, so in my other, first time in other leagues that I've been in with you, you've bitched about how many different places they play out top points. You get one for for the the overall record. Like you're getting, you're getting multiple places of of winning here. So just saying. Well, yeah. If I win the league, I'm getting thirty five hundred dollars, or like six entries in the next year's tournament. If okay. I win overall, I'm getting a half a million dollars. So the payout's a little different, Clark. <laughs> okay, fair. By the way, in our league this week, he's caught me at a good week. I am, by my numbers, I'm predicted to beat Brandon's team. But uh, but we're pretty close. This is going to be this could be a, a difficult week for me. I had to, yeah. We'll see. My my mine's my team is over in that league. Yeah, no, it uh, is. No, I'm done. I'm toast. How's your team over in uh the uh the foosball? I had a bad week. Oh, you're number uh, one overall. I'm right behind you by my numbers no, Th- this week. I'm not any. Well, okay, but okay. oh, I'm ahead of you now for the rest of the season. I still have more points than you. We have the same record. I was in first place. I dropped <laughs> I in third place. <laughs> You're in fourth place. I just want to point that out. I'm not even looking. I know this off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> so the other one you're not looking at anymore because you're out of contention. 
Yeah, this no, one, no, you know exactly what the hell's going on. I like it. No, we're, we're so, oh, go ahead. So that FFPC where I'm uh, eight and one, I won my game by a point this week. Ooh, nice job. Yeah. You got to win the ones by a point because yeah. it hurts too bad to lose. Like the difference between a point or two is so big when it comes to these leagues. And it's just a lot of times it's luck of the draw on who you're playing, but that's part of what makes fantasy football what it is. Well, in the other league, the one we're talking about where I'm in third and you're in fourth, point that out again. Huh? I wasn't first, I was in first last week. You were in I, first, uh, but but you are closer had, to me. I've been in fourth for two straight weeks. I lost last week and moved up a spot. That's how good my week was. I had the second highest scoring points last week. Not not this past week, but the week before. This guy I'm playing, I have Cam Newton going Monday night, and he has like the kicker. Yeah, oh, you can't see it. Blurry. You can't see shit. Uh, he has the kicker. So will you put that thing down? No. Go ahead. Crazy. Keep talking. Dizzy. There, the rainmakers. And then I'm six corners. You're right there above me. I can see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very nice. But that's going to end up being the thumbnail on the Facebook Live. You know it is. Fuck. I, I just fucked it up. Yeah, you did. I pulled within like two points. But every time I would fucking score, they would kick the extra point and it would just keep. I couldn't get ahead. Good effort. The end, oh, they, fuck. I, w- I think I, I would have, if they wouldn't have went into overtime, I think I would have uh, maybe overcame him. But they end up kicking a field goal for the win, which just crushed me. Oh, and that was the end of that. Shit, so. man. I'm sorry. Yeah, All that'll right, happen. Bro. That'll happen. Oh, man. All right, buddy. Um, what do you say? Shall we head well, home? You, you, you got a lot left to do tonight with your. Uh, Getting to bed by 1 a.m., which is far different than 5 or 6 or 7, right? Yeah, I, I want to cook yeah. dinner. I ate a oh. salad today, so I'm starving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have a good dinner tonight. Welcome uh, welcome to the uh, to the Daytimers Club. Welcome. We, traffic. People you, are annoying. Oh, there are. Weekdays even, huh? Some of that middle of the day stuff isn't so bad. No, no, that's fine. That's yeah. how I operate. And here's, here's, a, here's what you also have going for you is you're getting paid to sit in traffic. Like, yes. Think about it that way. You're literally getting paid, and you're not using your car, your miles, or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Larger. You can wait until after the show or now to critique that choice. It's up to you. The, uh, the shitty music? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. As I said, you can either do it now or wait until after yeah, the show. Yeah. No, I was when you started the show with it. I'm like, man, it's free, right? Because it's yes, really it's generic. free for fuck's sake. Well, I can't. It's, Listen, uh, it's the right price. It is the right price. All right, guys. Uh, let's who, is the, who, who, who is the draft king, Clark? I just want to clarify. It is Al Archer. There's no doubt about it, man. Why would I? The great one has spoken. You, um, you're, you're the leader of the tribe, man. I am. Thank you, Jay. Oost. I appreciate it. Why you got to do this? Why you got to do me like this? Uh, good night, Larger. Oh, one, one last thing. Before yeah, I go. yeah, please get it in. So I I thought about getting jerseys for every player on the team. And then I'm like, well, I'll just get the players I like. But I can't wear a Delvin Cook jersey in Chicago, right? Like, I'm just going to get. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people are going to give me shit for the Drew Lock, but I think it's funny because his name is Lock, and uh, he was my Lock of the Week, and 
it's Denver and it's Stoner, and he's probably going to be a shitty quarterback. I like Locke. So. I like Locke. I'll get a Curtis Samuel jersey. If you if you're now, now if your new gig was as a locksmith, that'd be even better. You know? Yeah, that was. Hey, perfect. how was your place that only sold hoses? Yeah, they were nice. We got yeah. the hose uh, cut just right, right size. All right. Good night. All right, buddy. See ya. Yeah. Later. Good night. Good night.